Maybe some of our young people here tonight are voracious readers. They read a lot. They read for school. Maybe when I was a kid, they told us that we had to read every day at home for 20 minutes and your parent had to sign off and reading was significant and important. And that reading that we do, that we started as a young person in school, is something that has carried over, hopefully, into the life of adults as well. This past year, for the last 341 days, every day I've been reading from a particular book. The book is called The Mystical City of God. It was written back in the 1600s by a nun named Venerable Maria of Agreda. She lived in an area of Spain, and I was able to visit the monastery that she lived in uh, a few months back while I was in Spain. And this book is very long. It's four volumes, and each volume is anywhere from six to 800 pages, means that over the course of the year, by December 31st, when I read the last page, it will have been over 2,600 pages. This book, The Mystical City of God, is uh, a biography that this nun wrote, that as she was praying, God began speaking to her, Mary spoke to her, and kind of shared the different events of Mary's life and that of the scriptures and gave this nun an understanding of who Mary was, who Jesus was, what God the Father and the Holy Spirit have done, and so forth. It's been a very interesting read. And just as the young people here, maybe as they read books and chapter books, they begin to wonder about certain things. Maybe they think about what the character will do next. And maybe sometimes they guess it right. Or maybe they begin thinking about a character in one of those books and they wonder what that person would have been like in real life. And they begin to think about that person. For me, I've thought in the last uh, months and throughout this year, I thought a little bit about what it must have been like for Mary to live her life. That as I've read about her life from her early life, from her conception, which we celebrate today as the Immaculate Conception, to her life with Jochum and Anne, her parents, to then becoming the mother of Jesus and living with him and being betrothed to Joseph, as we heard in the Gospel tonight. And I've begun to wonder what Mary was like. What did people think about her? Because tonight, as we celebrate the Immaculate Conception of Mary, essentially what we're saying is is that Mary was saved from sin from the very moment that she existed in this life. So what that means is, is that Mary never committed a sin. means that she never lied. She never said an unkind thing about someone else. She didn't commit sin. So as a young girl growing up then in her parents' home, or maybe as she went off to the temple for a number of years to receive an education, I wonder how people perceived her, what they thought about her. Did she stand out? 
did they say there's something different about this Mary of Nazareth. There's something different about her. And for us now, we know that she was without sin, and that's what made her different. Well, in our first reading today, we heard about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Gethsem- or in the in the Garden of Creation, in the Garden of Eden, and for Adam and Eve, they had this original holiness. What that what I mean by that is that they were without sin, like Mary. God looked at them and said, "This is good." And so what God intended for all of us, for you and for me, is essentially what he wanted for Mary, or what he accomplished in Mary. That because of Adam and Eve being in the garden, and then this serpent comes and tells them to eat from this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, well, then they realize that they are naked, they have shame, and they fall from grace, and so sin enters in the world. Where there was peace, now there's a lack of peace. Where there was love, there's hatred, there's division. People begin afterwards to hurt one another, and that wasn't meant to be. And so what we celebrate today with the person of Mary being free from original sin and all sin for that matter is we are thinking about what it would have been like for us. Thinking about who Mary was, think about her attributes. She probably was a very genuine person, one of the most genuine people you would have ever met. Her thoughts would have been thoughts of God. She would have probably talked to God a lot throughout the day. She probably was one of the most loving people that you could have ever met, again, because she's without sin. One of the most generous people going out of her way to help someone else. One of the most pure people in mind, thought, action. One of the most kindest people that we ever would have encountered. And that's what God wanted for you and me. But because of sin in the world, it didn't happen, but... Because of who Mary is going to be on Christmas Day, that she's the mother of Jesus, God chose to do this for her now, to make her the immaculate conception, one without sin. She possessed goodness beyond all measure. And really then, Mary, we can hold her up today and say, well, this is who God wants us to become. Through confession, that happens when we confess our sins and ask for forgiveness. But it will happen. We will be like Mary one day, in a sense. That as we continue to live our life here on earth, as we try to get rid of sin and become holier in all that we say and all that we do, well, when we pass from this world, God is going to purify us from all of our sins And then when we enter the kingdom of heaven, we will be pure just like she is. And so for us today then, as we honor Mary as the Immaculate Conception, we ask her to pray for us now in this moment of our life, to pray for us in the struggles with sin that we might have, to pray for us in the needs that we have, 
so that by her prayers in this life for us, we one day might arrive at the gates of heaven by those prayers when we see the one who did this for her, Jesus, who spared her from sin. And so we ask for those prayers of the Immaculate Virgin Mary this very night.